0: You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hi, coaches. I am so honored by you that you come back to listen to my podcast again and again. And if you are new to this podcast, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for listening. This episode is short and sweet, and it's part of the Smart Mindsets and Habits series. In the early days of your coaching business, before you're booked with clients, it may be super tempting to just fit your coaching business into whatever time you have left in the day. But the truth is, you really cannot build a business on fumes. And you certainly can't grow a business that way either. There's a bit of a mindset that goes with that fitted into the downtime approach. And it's usually not a wholly conscious one. Some people call it the hobbyist mindset. I sometimes call it the perpetual student mindset. And please know that I totally get it. If you're a stay-at-home parent, adding a new business to your day is totally disruptive. You right now have a rhythm of what you do day to day. You know your priorities. And now with this business, you have to remake that rhythm to a new beat. And I know it's super challenging also if you're adding a business in when you've got a full-time job. So I don't take those things for granted. Please know that I don't. And if you're adding a business to a full-time job, plus caring for children, it's downright heroic. So I bow to you guys who are doing that. Even so, if you want something to thrive, it needs regular care and feeding. It needs that rhythmically. And so your business needs a rhythm of your regular care and feeding. And you're going to have to find one that works for you and build up from there as you can. When I decided to become a coach, I was kind of lucky, really, I I was able to negotiate my job into a part time consulting position for six months in order to have that time to build my coaching business before I left my job. Even so, I am embarrassed to say that even with clear boundaries on my job and more at-home time, I really didn't use my free time all that well on behalf of my business. And I didn't make much progress for the first year. I didn't have much to show for it in that first year. It took me quite a while to realize that I, I needed office hours. I needed to think of my business like a job, a much better job than the job I had before, but nevertheless, a job because if I weren't going to think of it that way, then I wasn't going to give it its due, it was going to be an afterthought. And as soon as I made that one shift to having office hours, there was an immediate difference in my earnings and satisfaction as a coach. It was my first real step into the CEO role of my coaching business. And it signaled to my friends and family that I was no longer in student mode. I was no longer in hobbyist mode. And it motivated me to get creative and productive on a much higher level than I was before. Now, you may only have one hour each day for your coaching business. If that's the case, That is your office hour dedicated to your business. Put brackets around it on your calendar. Let everybody know about it. Tell your family, your friends, your colleagues that you are not available during that hour unless it's a true emergency. And then do a power hour. No doubt you have heard about power hours. I am a big fan. I can't remember who I learned it from. But basically what I do is I know before I sit down to my desk exactly what I'm going to do with that hour. I set a timer. I have already turned off my phone. I've closed out of my email, you know, and everything I need to do to get focused. And I make the most of that hour. It's a great way to write, to work on a big project, to just make a significant effort on something that you care about. Now, obviously, the more time that you find for your business day to day, the faster you will grow so that you can replace your job with coaching. And wouldn't that be nice? You'll need time for serving clients, for client management. And in the first few years, you're going to need a significant amount of time for marketing and getting the word out to your target audience. Just letting them know that you're out there, letting them know that you have some valuable things for them getting them on your list, building that trust and community. Having a rhythm for your coaching business means that you will work less, actually. And eventually you'll even market less. Now, here's my rhythm. I am open for client calls only Tuesdays through Thursdays from 8am to 3pm. Now, a lot of times coaches will say to me, but I'm going to have to work weekends and nights, because that's the only time that my clients are going to be available. And I have come to learn that clients will make themselves available when I'm available. And I think you can make that happen too. It's really just about setting guidelines, you know, think about it this way. Once you're full up, you know, once you have a full practice of clients, the people who hire you later on, you know, are going to have to fit into whatever time slot you have open. So it's more of a mindset thing. It's about setting your business up to serve you first, to serve your lifestyle, to serve what's going to fit for your body. Now, I never take clients on weekends or after 4pm. I use Mondays for creating podcasts and working on other projects. On Fridays, I only check and respond to email. Otherwise I'm free. And what I love about that schedule is that it makes it really easy to take a four day weekend whenever I want to. I also schedule doctor appointments or hair appointments or whatever, only on Mondays and Fridays. And that makes it easier. I'm not really breaking up my time that way. When I'm working on tasks, I break my time into power hours. And I fit the smaller tasks in between client sessions, I usually leave at least a half hour between my client sessions. And of course, I schedule in lunch and breaks and things like that. Right now, my weeks are looking pretty full. What I'll do is I'll I'll look at the whole week, and I'll just sort of feel into my body to see what my body is saying about, can I take on more client calls? Can I what can I do to really manage my schedule in a way that fits for my body, for my energy. And if a day or a week is starting to look too full, I'll just mark the day as busy in my Google calendar so that no one else can book that time with me through time trade. So that's the way that I have a rhythm in my business. And what could your coaching business rhythm look like? What would fit with your natural rhythms? How could you set office hours and other boundaries and block time for specific tasks and appointments? And what boundaries will you set on your time to safeguard it? If you're in the Prosperous Coach Club, which is my Facebook group, I would love it if you would, after listening to this episode, chime in there about your set rhythm. What have you decided is right for you? And if you're not in the group, you can easily join. Just go to prosperouscoach.com FB. Thanks for listening in today. The next episode is going to be about setting boundaries with coaching prospects and clients. And I look forward to having you with me then. Stay inspired and make things happen. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.